great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, a programming note. You can join me in a few hours at 10 a.m., uh, when I'll be filling in again for Brian Kilmeade, we'll be discussing uh, mental health, mental illness, and a number of issues. We'll have a few interviews. It's going to be an interesting show, but this one is also very interesting at this hour. Surprise, surprise. One day, just one day after the Hunter Biden fiasco, boom. An updated federal indictment accuses former President Donald Trump of three additional counts, including two that could earn him an additional 40 years in prison if convicted. I guess I guess it's just a matter of timing. It's a coincidence. According to the updated indictment, Trump asked the staffer reportedly to delete footage at Mar-a-Lago in a bid to obstruct the classified documents investigation. That's what the feds are alleging. At the same time, and a number of you discussed this last night, at the same time, the White House forced to vow Hunter Biden will not get a pardon from his dad after the first son sweetheart plea deal fell apart. I don't buy that, but at least that's what the White House is stating as of uh, as of right now. And keep in mind, folks, that the Constitution grants presidents nearly unchecked power, unchecked power to pardon federal crimes meaning that President Biden could effectively end the criminal case involving his son. We have a number of stories to get to this morning, and in a few minutes we'll be taking your telephone calls. Rescue workers, a sad story out of Coney Island. Rescue workers have abandoned a search for a 15-year-old boy swept away at the uh, Coney Island Beach in Brooklyn, uh, police and firefighters raced to the scene with police divers dramatically jumping into the surf from NYPD helicopters. Dramatic search, but it has been abandoned. Some good news if you're a fan of uh, AM radio, the Democratic-led Senate Commerce Committee on Thursday advanced a bipartisan bill known as the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, which directs the Transportation Department to issue a rule requiring automakers to keep AM radio receivers in new vehicles as standard equipment. Now, apparently, this heads to the Senate floor. You may recall. The young lady that we've been talking about in Alabama, her name is Carly Russell, who made up that elaborate story about her reported uh, kidnapping where that lasted for two days. Well, now in Alabama, she is indeed looking at potential criminal charges for faking her own abduction. And we, we have got to do something to stop all the great men and women of the NYPD from leaving. It's a horrible climate if you are a police officer with all of the 
political nonsense that goes on. The new president of the PBA, Patrick Hendry, appeared on Fox 5 New York. It's the environment win. Uh, all the bills that were passed over the last couple of years, uh, those need to be fixed. Uh, there needs to be incentives for, for police officers to stay on the job and take the job. Right now, we, we're trying to get bills done for our police officers to give incentives mm -hmm. to stay on, on the job. And we need the veteran police officers on the job. Yes, recruiting is important, but we need the veteran cops to stay on the job. And right now, uh, the, out there right now, police officers saying, 20 years, I'm out. And that is the sad reality of the climate that Black Lives Matter and the left and the woke that they have created. I hope that they're proud of themselves. They have run away uh, droves of uh, very good police officers. And we need the veterans, as the new president of the PBA just said, we need the veterans to stick around. You, you, you got to have somebody. Uh, to teach the rookies. And so let's go ahead and open the phone lines. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Dominic Carter here with you. And, um, you know, uh, you, you never, you never want to wish bad for someone, but it is about time. It's about time. About time. Over 100 migrants are being told to leave New York City shelters under the new 60-day rule so far. 100 migrants in the New York City shelter system have received notices. The scam is up. We can all see what's going on. It took city, city leaders a while to get here, but it's over. The free ride, hopefully, well, it should be over. And we're getting there. We may be crawling to get there, but the free, free, free ride should be coming to an end. Over 100 migrants in the New York City shelter system have received notices requiring them that they're going to have to leave and reapply, leave and reapply. And so those that have been in the shelter system, the longest are the first to receive. And we're talking about mostly men, single men, able-bodied men to receive the 60 day notices. And this does not apply to migrant families. And so my, my latest podcast is uh, on this issue of the 60 day rule for migrants uh, you can go to wabcradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Dominic Carter, and you can listen to my latest podcast that's just up on this issue. We are going to start with your telephone calls. And notice, notice, folks, I normally mention something uh, crime related, and I haven't done so this morning because I'm thoroughly disgusted. And a bit later, a bit later, I'm just going to run off a couple of things that have happened in the last couple of days, and it's becoming the norm. It's becoming the norm. And how could you be a leader while these things are going on? While these things are going on. You know what? You know what? I am going to, I am going to uh, go through the list. I'm going to go through the list quickly. And wait until I break down the numbers on the migrants. I'll get to that in just a little bit. So I'm going to just give you the numbers here, the numbers in terms of the incidents, the, the headlines, the bullet points, and, of course, their victims as it relates to each of these incidents. Because until you stop these, these, uh, these uh, savages, until you stop them, they will continue. They will continue. The only thing they understand is law and order and coming down on them. So you have a, 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 a man with a scissor, a maniac who randomly slashed two people in the West Village. That happened just recently. So now you can't even walk down the street, right? Oh, yeah, you know, Dominic, uh, crime is down. Crime is down. Uh, look, look at the stats. Okay. You, you try walking down the street and um, 
and, and, and tell me you're not looking over your shoulder. So now they've also arrested a 15-year-old boy, a baby-faced uh, NYC a teen arrested for a Times Square shooting that left three teens wounded. We have two traumatized sisters, nine and six years old, nine and six years old, attacked by a crazed man on a Q train. They're terrified to ride the New York City subway system. We have a cabbie, a 60-year-old cabbie, viciously beaten by five people, some of them were women, on a busy street. And this is just recently, just recently. Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Pamela in New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Uh, I I think we just have to change our viewpoint about, um, oh, well, just another thing for Trump. When they've done what they've done to Trump again, coincidentally, you know, right after the Hunter thing Mm -hmm. uh, and his poor maintenance man, they're really slapping all of us in the face, putting a gag in our mouth and tying our hands behind our back. That's really the way you got to think of this. And you, Pamela, you, 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 you make you make a good point. So the 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 maintenance man at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And this is yep. how the feds normally operate. They do not play. They do not play when it comes to Hunter Biden. I, I don't know what happened, but anybody else, they do not play. So just look at what they did. They said to the custodian, whatever term you want to use for the man, We're going to make sure that you will cooperate and go against Trump and how we're going to do so, because you are now a defendant in this case. So either you're going to cooperate with us or you're going down with him. And believe me, Pamela, that's exactly the way they tell him. They tell the uh, the 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 custodian or the new individual, what's it going to be? Are you going to cooperate with the government or do you want to be a defendant? And if you're a defendant, we're coming after you. And so notice how they can use all of their resources when it's Trump. But when it's Hunter Biden, it just seems like everything falls through the cracks. And and I want to know something, you know, that that scene of uh, the smoking dude on the terrace the Hollywood big shot and Hunter leaving the uh, condo. Uh, Where was the secret service? The secret service is supposed to say, Hey, you know what? That's not a good look going in that condo with that guy. You know, you might want to stay out of there. The, uh, the, The SS and I do mean SS are supposed to be covering him in all different areas. There was a big entourage when he went to court. So where was the entourage in the Hollywood Hills? Good point. Yesterday, it was six vehicles, Secret Service vehicles, escorting him to court. You would think, based on the um, caravan, on the uh, escort, you would think the vice president of the United States was arriving at that court yesterday. And it happened to be the president's son. Thank you for the call, Pamela, in New Jersey. Some enlightening points. Let's stay in New Jersey. Let's go to Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. If you think that daddy is going to let little Junior go to jail, you're in Alice in Wonderland. There is no way that Junior could ever go to jail. He won't have his crack cocaine. He won't have his other drugs. He'll have a nervous breakdown. He may even tell daddy, listen, if you don't give me amnesty, I'm going to start talking and you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Because he could never spend one day in jail. He's too, he's too weak. So the president will have to give him amnesty, which will really hurt him. But no way, shape, or form can he even go into jail for one day, one hour. He will get amnesty if they, if they try to put him in jail. I, I don't believe that he'll serve one day. Well, what, what's interesting, Michael, and what, we'll see how this will all play out, but... What's interesting, and and it's a powerful uh, friend to have, Biden has had the mainstream media cooperating with him 
ignoring every negative uh, that happens to him and playing up anything that makes Trump look bad. But now, now we're in a situation where it, it, it's tough. It looks bad for, for Junior. It, it looks for Hunter Biden. It looks bad for dad. It looks almost even as bad for dad in terms of you can no longer continue to hide from this stuff. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not looking good. But, but you do believe, Michael, that, uh, it, because I, I believe that possibly, possibly, they'll be back in court in 30 days, but possibly, that the gun charge may somehow, I don't know, but may be separated and that somehow it may in, involve some jail time? You're saying absolutely not. No, no way. It, it, it's not going to happen. Uh, as far as the news media, they'll say, well, his father knew that Junior was 100% innocent, so he gave, he did the right thing. He stood by his son, you know, bring tears to the people's eyes. He loves his son. He's a good boy. He's the smartest person Biden ever met, and he wanted to save his son from going to jail when he is totally innocent. And the news media, news media will, will spread that lie all over the place, and he'll get away with it. Because because the majority of the people are so stupid and their hatred for Trump is so strong, they'll buy it. They will buy it hook, line, and sinker. Well, I, I hear you, Michael, and I, I appreciate your call. I, I have consistently said, folks, and, and I mean this, um, say whatever you want about Trump. It just seems like the country was doing, excuse me, didn't seem. The country was doing a lot better uh, under his leadership. I don't care what he tweets about a a, a, a stripper, uh, excuse me, a woman in, a, a, in adult entertainment. If he calls her a horse face, it's not the right thing to say, but it is what it is. Do you think I'm concerned about that? Or do you think I'm concerned about, about my, my retirement uh, uh, portfolio uh, as I'm getting closer to retirement age? Do you think I'm concerned about our communities? Do you think I'm concerned about what's going on in our cities? And all I'm going to say, I'm only going to say this. I'm only going to say this. Civil rights leaders have got to get together and address this crime problem. I didn't want to say this. I really didn't want to, but I'm going to now. In every incident that I just named to you a few minutes ago, the suspect is African-American in every single case. I'm, I'm looking at video of a woman buck naked uh, on the highway in California shooting at people, African-American. The, 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 the incident with, um, with uh, okay, well, I don't know the race of the, uh, of the scissor uh, maniac um, uh, as of uh uh, the most recent one Thursday, but in almost every one of these incidents, the suspect happens to be African-American at some point. Civil rights leaders. Now, Dominic, why, why are you saying that? Right? Okay. So here's why I'm saying it. I'm stating it. What do you think other people are thinking? They're not articulating it, but what do you think that they're thinking? As it relates to, okay, let, let me clean it up. As it relates to urban crime. What do you think most people are thinking? When I say most people, I'm not talking about people that are not adding to the tax rolls. I'm talking about people that pay taxes. I'm talking about people that, that are part of productive society. What do you think they are thinking? They won't ever say it, but what do you think they are thinking? Let's go go to continue with the phone calls. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Where the hell did the week go? I didn't realize it was Friday already. But anyway, um, I have two comments. Um, okay. One, uh, Carly Russell. Mm-hmm. 
she needs to go to jail. Now, after, you know, because I, I was, you know, I was kind of angry about when I first talked to you about it earlier this week or whenever, when she first reappeared. Mm-hmm. But the more I research her story, it, 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 this doesn't make sense. And she wasted a lot of money and time. And the fact that this happened in, in a state that they didn't really have to be bothered. I have a thing with Alabama, but not the people. But anyway, they spent a lot of money and everyone, the state, whatever, whatever. You know, she needs to go to jail. It's not a civil thing because you can't pay for lying. But she needs to go to jail. And um, you know, I'm sorry, but her family has her back, and that's a good family because your family supposed to have your back. But no, 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 no. She has to go to jail. She has to be responsible. And if she has any mental problems, whatever, because we all have mental problems. Uh, I, I need to, I need to give her a poly. Te- I need to give her a test myself because I'm not buying it. You know, what the hell. Anyway, I have another comment if you don't mind. Go right ahead. And then I'm going to bring in Peter in Harlem. I okay. want you I want you two to chat live as it relates to the Carly Russell situation. But go yeah. right ahead with your second comment. Um okay, you said civil rights leaders should should do something about crime. Yes. Um, well, I'm sorry, but we're not the only ones. Black people are not the only ones making crimes. And civil rights leaders, the few that we Audrey, have left, Audrey, Obama, Audrey, Obama assassinated. Wait, Audrey, what the hell you, Audrey, can they do about Audrey, you know, you know, I love you, Audrey. Audrey, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> Audrey, it, it's looking bad. It, it's okay, looking. It's not our fault. Audrey, it's just, wait, it's, it's not our fault. <laughs> no, no, not you. I'm just saying. You said um, civil rights to do something about African American crime. What the hell can they do? They don't have anything to do with the state, city, and the laws. You know, it's 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 the politicians who have in charge and the people that vote them in. That's what I say. Um, civil rights lawyers. I don't think. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. Okay. I can I can respect what you're saying. You're saying that they have limited power. I was just thinking about uh, civil rights leaders off the top of my head. So then maybe maybe the rappers. Uh, maybe maybe. Uh, Maybe Beyonce. Somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to reach these kids and say, stop it. Stop it. But no, the, the, the citizens have to speak up, you know, not in a, a biased way. But if you're going to vote someone in, then you, you stay on the ASS and make sure they do the okay, right. Okay, fair enough. You know? I, I, Audrey, Audrey, we agree on that point. I want to, I, uh, we agree. We agree. I want you to stand by. No, no, no. Hold on, Audrey, because you, because you said that Carly Russell should go to jail and Peter in Harlem has a question on the Carly Russell case. Good morning, Peter. Hope yes, you're having hello, a good day. Go right ahead. Hello to both of you. Uh, Dominic, I'm not, I, I, I'm not that knowledgeable of the case because I haven't, heard, I haven't uh, followed it. Has it been adjudicated yet? When you so adjudicated, meaning in a court of law, in a court of law, has it? Well, her lawyer, her lawyer, uh, released a statement to the police commissioner and asked the police commissioner to read it. So technically, it has not been adjudicated, but by all accounts, she's about to be charged. Okay, now I got a question for you, as an ace reporter at one time, as you claim. How did you feel when Curtis Lee did the same thing? Okay, okay, he, he, okay. Wait a minute. How did Peter, you Peter, 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 first of all, the conversation is supposed to be between you and Audrey. It's supposed to be between you and Audrey. But you want to use this to try, here we go, to try and box me in. Oh, he hung up? That's what he always does. Whenever, whenever I check, Audrey, 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 you still with me? Yeah, you're a Audrey. Wait, Audrey, Audrey. I was hoping to have a conversation between True. between you and Peter because I knew Peter was going to say something nutty, and I didn't want it to be me this morning. I wanted you and him to deal with it. I believe you said, yeah, that's nonsense. And, and, and you know, and, I just and, want to applaud you when people say that, that they, they, they cling to you, that they represent African-American. You will represent a good journalist, okay? And the fact of it is, you're about the only one that can tolerate nonsense like Peter and the others. Because uh, I can do it. I've been hung up on him. But anyway, have a good right. weekend. <laughs> well, Audrey, Audrey, thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, I wouldn't. Thank you for the call, Audrey. I wouldn't hang up because I believe that you let people talk. And when they talk, they'll tell you a lot about where they are coming from. And so you got the situation in Alabama where this African-American young lady has admitted via her lawyer that she made the whole thing up. And Peter wants to focus on everything else. Every If I say black crime in Chicago, Peter goes, Al Capone. 
How come, literally, this is what he says. How come you're not talking about Al Capone if I talk about drugs in urban America? He says black people are not bringing in the drugs. So you get it, folks. Do you see the narrative that the victimization narrative that no responsibility, no accountability? It's interesting, but it is a good morning. It's a great morning because Mayor Adams has served notice, technically, quote unquote, an eviction notice to about 100 migrants that your free ride is over. It's time to go. Time to go. I mean, I, I, I know you were fleeing political persecution and and you were afraid for your life. And, you know, and maybe maybe that's the case. And and one out of 10 people, maybe. The other nine seeking a free ride. You know, folks, I, I'm going to take a break. I, I see your calls. We're going to go to Maine, Yonkers, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. When we come back, I'm going to give you the numbers as it relates to the homeless shelter. You're going to find this very, very interesting, the actual numbers. And it explains, because the, the city, literally, the city of New York has egg on its face for kumbaya, kumbaya, welcoming the migrants, come to New Ever York, we'll give you everything. And now you can't afford to do it anymore because they're using you. And they're like, New York City is paying for everything. Let's go to New York. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Oh, Peter, where are you, Peter, in Harlem? You hung up. Peter, call us back, Peter. Whenever it gets hot in the kitchen, you disappear. You disappear. You 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 want to make an excuse for everything as it relates to, I'm just going to say, urban crime. Maybe that's Peter on line two calling back. Maybe it's Peter. Maybe he won't hang up this time. Peter, you know I enjoy taking your call. Come on, Peter. Where are you? Anyway, folks, the migrant situation. New York City is finally doing the right thing. The free ride should be over completely. Over 100 migrants have been told to leave the New York City shelter system under the 60-day rule so far, right? They have received notices requiring, requiring them to reapply under a program that limits states to 60 days for single men, right? So all told, all told, more than 107,000 people, 107,000 people, including 56,000 asylum seekers, were in the city shelter system at the start of this week, according to the Adams administration. Bears repeating, all told, the, 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 these are record-breaking numbers, all told, 107,000 people, right, including 56,000 asylum seekers, were in the city shelter system at the start of this week. In the past, the number maximum was around uh, 55 to 60,000. Now we're looking at 107,000, right? So let's put this in comparison. About 50,000 people overall were in the New York City system the same time last year. So it's more than doubled in one year. I wonder why. 
I wonder why it has doubled. Right? And so last week alone, these are figures that the city is using. Last week alone, nearly 3,000 asylum seekers entered the shelter system. Last week alone. So that's a lot of political persecution that you're fleeing. 3,000 people entered the system just last week alone. Sooner or later, we've, we've got to be honest about this, folks. Free, free, free. It has to come to an end. Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, always a pleasure to speak to you, and congratulations on your second hour on Sunday night. Thank you. Uh, Do- Dominic, this this migrant situation is a double-edged sword. Um, on one hand, I'm happy New York City is doing that, finally finally getting um, these people to, to uh, really, really look at themselves and say, you know, you have to now re-up or do something or, or become citizens, but... On the other hand, I see crime rising because once they're out, once these migrants are out in the street, and I've seen it up here in Maine, Bangor, Portland, and Augusta, they start hanging out in the corners. They start looking for the, they start looking for the, the contractors to come. If the contractors don't come, they're going to have to eat. They're going to find a way to do something to get money. So what do you do? You start robbing cars. Up here per capita, I'm not going to compare it to New York City, but I'm seeing the crime rate. Well, I've I seen the local news where the crime rate in those three cities are rising because the migrants are now getting to the point where they think if they have carte blanche to rob, to steal, to, to assault, and, and to, to just create havoc. And, um, and the mayor of, of Bangor has actually blamed the migrants for it. Um, he said that ever since they came up to his city, my, my, my city I live in, um, the migrant situation has propelled crime. So I think that it's a good thing, finally, but then all of a sudden, there may be a problem with increasing crime because these people are not going to be happy that they're going to be thrown out. And the next thing you know, if they can't find jobs and nobody comes, picks them up and the contractors don't come, the next thing is the people who are actually working. And then it's going to stop propelling it from there. Dominic, have a great night. Thank you, Frank. A very interesting point. And I, and I hope that, that it's not accurate, but it, in all likelihood, it probably is what Frank just said. Let's go to Deposit New York. Let's uh, say good morning to Warren. Warren, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. What a mess you guys down there in New York have created. Hmm. But the tell bottom, me about the it. bottom line. What's that? I said, tell me about it. The bottom line is, is that it, this was a political stunt from the beginning. Yes. And Mayor Adams is not fooling us guys up here because he tried to bring them up here. And we said, hell no, we don't want them. And the bottom line is, is that, that, uh, now you got them that you wanted them. Now you don't, you, the cost is coming in and now you don't know what the heck you're going to do. And the, the, the taxpayers of the city are on the foot for all these bills. And it, it, it's going to cause crime. You're going to see homelessness going out. Boy, I tell you, in my opinion, if you can impeach that Adams, you guys should impeach him. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting, Warren, to see how this all plays out. And the the the, nat- the natural follow up question is: If you're going to kick them out of the shelters, where do they go? Thank you for the call, Warren. And so the answer to that is: well, There's the official answer, and then there's the unofficial answer. The official answer is that the city of New York has said, "Turn to family or friends." Right? That's what they tell. Tell us when, when you know, when we there's not enough space in the shelters, and the unofficial answer, as far as I'm concerned, leave New York City. How about that? Go anywhere else but here. How about that? How about whatever you do, how you survive, that's on you. How about that? 
How about the people of New York have already been too generous to you. The ride is over. Period. Put it in a in a in a box, wrap it up, and that's that. Let's go to Tom in Westchester. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, uh, you know, I disagree with you. A lot about how about that? I live in Westchester, okay? I pay a lot of taxes. How about they not come up to where I am? How about they just go back to where they were from? Most of them. They're not 90, 80% of them are not political asylum seekers, okay? Because if that was the case, they would be letting people in from Cuba here. Okay, so wait, 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 Tom, wait, wait, Tom. I'm just trying to, you said you disagree with me. Disagree with me as far as what? Well, like, how about they leave New York and go where? Where do you suggest? Other other places outside of New York? I'm suggesting. Bring that problem, bring that problem up to where I, uh, up north. Okay, well. You don't want them. Okay, you know, I, we want the ones maybe who are political asylum seekers. What, what, you know, we, what, wait, wait, Tom. You, wait, wait, Tom. To Tom. You say you don't want them, but your county executive says exactly the opposite. And and my, and 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 my, my and my and my thing, Tom. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have your say here. My thing is that the people of New York have paid too too much, and it's time for them to go. Them. They vote for them. The majority of them vote Democrat. The majority of them. Okay. You got this. You got a governor who has who doesn't give a rat's behind about anything about these people. They never did. Adams never cared nothing. He he's a he's a he's a political soundbite. Okay, the man will tell you anything you want to hear until the reality strikes. But up where I am, okay, yeah, we got we got this guy uh, who's who's uh, you know in Westchester, whatever. But the fact is though, people people speak up there. People don't want him up there. The majority of them. And, and and reality is is that we don't want we we have no look we got we got people like say I'll give you an example the Mexicans up where we live they all work they all they all they're all family oriented and and and, and a lot of them don't even want them up there these people you are you not, are correct you are correct with the last three things them. that you they just said because they, they work they're they, family oriented and many of them don't want the migrants here. You're correct. Well, 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 it's not to say, no, I have no problem with migrants, ones who are willing to, to you know, make a better life. But, um, but, but look, dude, I, I'm, I'm down on 42nd now, and I can tell you right now, the majority of them are not here because of political asylum or because or, or even economics. Or, they're, they're here for the free ride. They're here for, you know, it's a whole different breed of, 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 of you know, people who are here for, for the freeloading. And that's always gone on. But but the percentage of them now, they've been encouraged to come up here by progressives. You got a progressive governor who just used these people. You got a progressive president who just used these people to come on up here. But, you know, because they don't have a clue to see. All they do is see what's in front of them. And they don't think a year down the road. Same as Adams. They never think a thought of you. Yeah, come on up. Sanctuary City. It, it, my opinion about progressives is there's nothing there's no progress with a progressive. There's no, it's just nothing but regressive. It, it, they've been, and, and as far as blacks, innocent, whatever, their policies, Democrat policies, have failed them for decades. And it's all Band-Aid stuff now. And every year they're coming up with something new scheme, you know, to find new ways to cut the head off a chicken to save the chicken. Uh, but they, do they want to improve inner city schools for these kids? No, they do not. You know, because it's better... Why would you want uh, an independent uh, uh, inner city uh, minority person who can think for themselves? You want them living on the government dole. And and the reality is, is that all these socialists and everything else, they want big government. They all think that the feds are going to bail them out every time. And and look what happened now with with Adams. They're they're left holding the bag and and they have no they have no alternative. And the reality is that. That shelter stuff, it's going to lose in the court. They're not going to wind up going anywhere because as much, Adams can say all he wants or whatever, but he's going to get lawsuits, up, you know, okay, in every well, direction against him. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 th- I think he'll win the lawsuits. But, Tom, I do have to move on. Thank you for the call. You made some wonderful good points uh, adding to the conversation. I'm still waiting for Peter. Did, did Peter call back yet? No, P- Peter didn't call back. No. Peter, your little feelings got hurt. I apologize, Peter. Call back. Peter, Make I, I'm used to you making excuses.
excuses for the black community. Call back, Peter. Where are you? I'm just having I'm just having a little fun, Peter. I I understand you, you're a little nervous, and when you get challenged, you just hang up and you you say profanity laced things that you think we can't hear, but the producers can hear everything that you say. It doesn't go over the air. But anyway, folks, I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. A number of issues uh, as it relates to uh, President Trump. Surprise, surprise! All of a sudden, uh, his case is upped in terms of the. The charges just 24 hours after Hunter Biden. What a coincidence. How in the world could that happen? Wow. We're discussing that. We are taking on the issue of crime. We are taking on the issue of New York City is starting to serve, if you will, eviction notice to about 100 migrants and let the church say amen that it is time to go. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Staten Island to Brooklyn, New Windsor, Yonkers, Central Jersey, Pennsylvania, the Bronx, and Philadelphia. WABC. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. It has happened again where it appears a teenager has drowned. Rescue workers have abandoned a search for a 15-year-old boy swept away at Coney Island Beach in Brooklyn. Cops and firefighters race to the scene with police divers dramatically jumping into the surf from NYPD helicopters. But despite the uh, dedicated efforts to find him, the search was called off around 3.30 p.m. and the swimmer has not been recovered. This happened near West 22nd Street and Surf Avenue. It was two teens swimming together and they appeared to be uh, drowning and uh, one teen is okay, but the other one, as of right now, is still mis- missing, and the uh, search has been called off. Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour. Frank Morano coming up at 1 a.m. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of issues. The one that's standing out to me right now, right now, is that the city of New York is finally doing the right thing. About 100 migrants are being told they have got to go. They are receiving uh, essentially eviction notices for staying uh, the 60-day new limit. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Uh, Listen, uh, I I could say one thing very simply. You get these kids or people, they go into stores, they rob the stores. Nobody does nothing. The cops don't do anything, and they walk out with stuff. This is the whole premise. America is one big store, and New York is the biggest store. And all these people from, from Central America came running up here to steal. They stole a nice place to live. They stole debit cards. They stole free medical care. They've got it made. And what are you going to do? You're going to have more and more homeless people as the city evicts more and more of these people. What I don't understand, the one thing that scares me as a military guy, I'm a vet, is that You've got thousands and thousands in New York of able-bodied young men, anywhere from 18 to about 30 years old, thousands and thousands of them. This is, a, this, is, this is the Trojan horse. 
They're packing the city and the outlying areas with people. All you have to do is go to a store, steal a knife. You got a thousand people stealing a knife. You got an army. You have a, a blessed army on your hands. What are cops going to do with a thousand people with knives running around, scaring and killing people? Hmm. You're referring to to migrants, I believe, Phil. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hmm. Well, that that would be a nightmare of a of a situation. I I thank you for the uh, for the call, Phil. Uh, let's take a uh, let's take a uh, a question here. I was uh, trying to find one on uh, on President Trump, but uh, they all appear to be. I'm going to go to Robert in Philadelphia in just one second. But first, let's go to David on Staten Island. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? The uh, best thing I can tell you is you have yourself more than what he just said. You have the unemployed. You have the immigrants. You got BLM. And you also had a Ku Klux Klan and anything else that was designed to destroy the country. The Democrats have set up a hell of a time bomb. And we're all going to pay for it in the near future like nothing you ever saw. And China could take advantage of it whenever they want. And believe me, they're just sitting there waiting. Hmm. Well, you know what? You know what, David? Uh, on the a, on a international stage, you are correct. Other countries are watching. Uh, China in particular, Russia, and it, it's not a good look. So, David, thank you for the call. Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. Uh, with your indulgence, I want to switch gears. I was initially going to make a comment on Trump and Biden, but that ain't going anywhere, okay? This is more important. Um, African-American, because I'm hearing a lot of negative, and I, I just want to throw something out there that you might want to consider as well, man, because me and you have good conversations about this. But African-Americans are about 50, 55 million, but the African-American economy is pushing $2 trillion. Okay, for a little context, if they were a country, they would be 15th or 16th biggest economy in the world. Okay, for further context, all of Africa, which is almost two billion people, only has a combined economy of a little less than three trillion. Okay, I'm not going to try to make any points or any context about that. That's just food for thought. I'll close with this, though. To my fellow Americans and human beings that happen to be black, the only thing holding you back are the people you vote for, and they are the only ones that are profiting from your current situation. That's not a criticism. That's a hope for change, and that's all I'm going to say, Dominic, unless you wanted to respond. Uh, No, no, I'll pass on that, uh, except to say, Robert, that um, all Americans should try, should strive to reach their potential and not use crutches uh, or excuses uh, to stand. uh, Go ahead, Robert. I'm, I'm sorry. Other groups should understand that the better one group does, the better we all do exponentially in this case. Okay, this is. Man, this is our country, man. We got to share it. And the better we all do, the better it'll be for us. And we won't need succubus politicians that take advantage of our children. I'll, I'll stop. But um, you have a great night. Thank you for the time, Dominic. And I really love your show, man. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you. In a moment, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. But first, let's go to Manuela in New Windsor, New York. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, as a former immigrant, now American citizen, um, I have to wonder, and I recently was watching the congressional hearings on this migrant issue. When my parents came here and sought asylum from the country of Bosnia, and then later on in the Bosnian War in the 90s, my relatives as well were struggling. You couldn't come in with an asylum uh, seeking application without being sponsored by someone, an agency, a friend, a family member. And once you signed up, you needed to, um, you couldn't get on social programs. You couldn't get on the taxpayer dime. And so I don't know in the nineties that changed, but even in the nineties, my family came here and had six months to pay back the plane tickets, even though we sponsored them, they had to pay back their plane tickets. 
starting six months, like an installment loan to the High Commission for Refugees. So what's changed? Uh, you know, that we're, we're all these people are flooding in and they're getting they all have cell phones. Like, why, why? Why did the politicians change the policies? And then the congressional hearing the other day, they keep talking about the Democrats keep saying, well, we're not passing immigration reform. What's holding that up? I don't understand why the public isn't screaming. There has to be immigration reform and it can't be all taxpayer funded. It's just it's unacceptable. Well, you raise a number of uh, wonderful points. And uh, immigration, you're correct, it, it did used to have uh, requirements. But, you know, I, I, I look back to the debate between uh, President Bush and Mr. Trump. Trump was the incumbent president, in which if you read between the lines, uh, back then, Biden was sending a message uh, to the southern border of the moment I'm elected, come on in. And yes. it, ju- it just seems like it's it's been that way ever since then. And mm-hmm. I, I don't see any change in sight. That That's why, that's one of the reasons why I think that Donald Trump is, is great for America. I, yeah. Again, I'm not interested in what he tweets or personality <laughs> driven. I'm yeah. interested in results. And exactly. right now, I'm not buying what Team Biden is selling. Bottom no. line. Not I, at all. Not at all. I thank you for the wonderful call. You have a great morning. We are going to go back to the calls in a second. But first, I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight on this Friday morning. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up? Uh, we've got an action-packed show. Next hour, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything, where you just never know what to expect. You don't. And then I'm really excited at uh, 2 a.m. I'm going to be joined by three cast members of the uh, TV show, The Sopranos. Did you watch The Sopranos? A little bit. A little so bit. They, were, they all had interesting characters. The actor that played Jackie Jr. is going to be here. The actor that played both Philly and Patsy Parisi is going to be here and the actor that played Eugene uh, in that very tragic story arc he's going to be here they're up to something interesting but I'm also going to talk to him about the SAG strike and why people are still talking about the show a quarter century after it uh, debuted and then believe it or not there is now a war on Santa Claus so this will probably be the last show that I have to do a Christmas in July themed show so we're going to be talking with the author of a terrific book about the night before Christmas, Pamela McCall, she has some thoughts on the war on Santa Claus, who some people are saying is a little too much of a religious figure. Interesting. We'll I'm, get into I'm, it. I'm just going to leave that alone. Uh, you tune in. 3.30. Okay. You, you know, I, I, I keep telling you I have a bone with you because you keep me up half oh, the please. night. And, and I, I've got to be back on the air at 10 a.m. <laughs> but you keep me up to 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, uh, I'll endeavor to do the same thing this morning. So. <laughs> Let's go to the phones together, Frank. Let's go to Stan in Fort Lee. Good morning, Stan. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Oh, good morning uh, to both of you gentlemen. I enjoy both of your shows uh, a lot. And um, I just wanted to relate on a Ordinary citizen, I just came back from Canal Street up the A train to the Port Authority. And I just want to relate my experience. No, I don't see any police at night. I see police during the day very well on the way down towards Canal Street, uh, police uh, in the in the stations. Uh, and I see some uh, staff monitoring the large, wide uh, doors so that guys don't just come in for not paying uh but on the way back i don't see anybody any police any staff uh in the subways um and i get out in the port authority a terminal and there's a fellow holding the wide door open for anybody to walk in no, i i hear you stan i i it's just i'm almost out of time frank do you have a reaction yeah. uh, n- not that i can encapsulate in 20 seconds but there should be a police presence that's all i'll say there should I, i've seen them dayside uh, though in caucus i saw police patrolling today i will be talking about this and many more issues coming up at 10 a.m this morning but right now frank marano and the other side of midnight